Hello everyone, welcome to the FemFit Society podcast. Uh, this is our first official episode with an awesome, awesome guest. Uh, as you may have listened to our first teaser episode with co-founders Kelly and Lindsay, we are super excited to welcome Danielle Gertner to the show. Speaker, confidence coach, MC, podcaster, so many strings to your bow. Busy lady, but also such a calming lady already. How how are you? I'm so good. I'm so honored to be here. I like how you said that string, so many strings to your bow. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so good. I'm so grateful for this weird, wild, beautiful journey of life. And I'm so excited to be here with you and to drop in and connect. It's we I think we have kind of hit the nail on the head with our first guest because this podcast is all about finding an incredible community of of women and people that you know want to build in fitness or confidence or business or anything and and you kind of tie that in so well um there's so many questions I'm I'm almost like I was writing things down I was like I don't even know where to start but I suppose for you you obviously have built this kind of incredible business etc but like surely you haven't always been this confident and this kind of amazingly like a speaker and a mentor like does that all come quite naturally to you where did you where did you find that you had that in you that's a really good question I would say I've always been confident but it was a different type of confidence And um, really over the last six years, I've discovered what I describe as the two levels of confidence. There is the external um, things from the outside looking in are great. And I always had that level of confidence. Like I was really great at standing in front of a room and putting on this performance and this mask and being what other people wanted me to be. Um, But the double-edged sword with that is that you're constantly relying on external validation and um, kind of those external markers of your success. And then there's that internal, what I call radical, unshakable confidence. And that's the confidence that comes from the soul, that comes from deep, deep, deep within, that no matter who's giving you validation externally, what's happening in the world around you, you are grounded in your knowing that you've got you and that you've got everything you need. So a long way, maybe a different way to answer your question. Yes, I've always had confidence because it was instilled in me, uh, this kind of performance nature since I was young. But over the last couple of years, the definition and not just the definition, but the depth of my confidence has shifted incredibly. Mm -hmm. It's such a good way of putting it. And it's funny because as soon as you said that about kind of that performance side of things, I, I relate instantly, you know, I always from, you know, from five years old, you could put me on a stage anywhere and I'd be like, hi. But actually, I wouldn't call myself a confident person. So it's it's a really interesting way of, of describing it. And I suppose it's a way of life in, in a sense, right? And I, I remember seeing something on your Instagram a while ago, something you said about confidence being a muscle. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Because I thought that analogy was just 
so wonderful and I think for anyone that maybe struggles with it it's a really good way to put it yeah I guess for us fitness folks Mm. us fitness gals it really resonates um and I remember the exact post you're talking about um it is a muscle and it's interesting because again going back to that performance-based confidence I'd been flexing that muscle similar to you my whole life uh ever since I mean I was cheering since I was three I was running for student government president when I was in like fucking kindergarten I don't know my mom was always like putting me also like on stages and singing and that muscle was really strong but I think it would be helpful maybe to also define a little bit of what and I know we talked about this a little bit with that deep unwavering unshakable radical confidence um is that that certainty that uh, that trust. I think when I think of that radical self-confidence, I'm thinking of a deep, deep level of self-trust and self-love that doesn't isn't reliant on anybody else or anything else. And that muscle was really weak when I first discovered that there was another. It's almost like you know, how the glute, right? Sometimes if you're not aware of the body, you're like, oh, the butt muscle, right? The glute, but we're not aware that there's different, mm-hmm. there's three different muscles. And this is kind of similar. When I realized that there was a deeper layer of this confidence, it was really weak. And when I talk about it, like building a muscle, it's the same if you want to set a boundary or you want to speak your voice more and speak your truth more, it can feel really uncomfortable. And I wouldn't say that even though I've been practicing this, practicing this for a while, that I still don't feel uncomfortable, but there is an ease of how I show up for myself. I've built a habit around showing up for the deeper confidence in myself. And it does take practice. And when I talk about it as building a muscle, maybe it starts really, really small, right? When you go into the gym and you're trying to build your back squat, like you're not going to throw 225 on the bar. At least I'm not, you know what you do, you boo. If you want to throw 225 on the bar, go for it. I'm not going to do that. Um, And so I'm going to start you know, maybe with the foundation of my form. And so where that started for me was building that level of self-trust that I never had. And it actually started with a mirror exercise. Um, it just to give a tangible tool, because I know that talking about building radical confidence can seem really out of reach, you know, because mm. it's like, well, what the hell is that? Like, that means something different to you and different to me. But this mirror exercise really helped me connect with myself and start to build that muscle. And it's very simple. Um, I just have on my mirror, I love you for dot, dot, dot. I forgive you for dot, dot, dot. And I trust you too, dot, dot, dot. And every morning I would start out by looking at myself in the mirror and saying, today, I love you for this. I forgive you for this. And I trust you to do this. And it's pretty incredible. The results of something so small. And from that saying those things to myself, I started to see that show up in other areas of my life. And so now I'm able to, to go back to our metaphor, hold more weight when it comes to confidence in different situations. I love that. And thank you for sharing that because I think you're right. There's so many people that, you know, you'll hear it and be like, yeah, I can do that. And then you think actually when you, when you want to stop and focus and find that foundation, as you said, it can be really hard to find. Um, and I love that. And I think for anyone listening, because I was one of these people, 
when you know you talk about whether it be journaling or writing things down or saying things out loud I was like that is not gonna work but (laughs) it does it really Mm -hmm. does you've just got to say it um I want to talk a little bit about you know we we want to build this community of people who where fitness is a part of their lives and I think at this time of year particularly at the beginning of the year you're going to see a lot of people new to fitness or new to a gym or new to a program or nutrition etc what kind of advice would you recommend for anyone who's maybe starting their fitness journey whether it's they're coming back to it or they've never ever done it what advice would you give to to build that foundation of confidence in the gym or in that journey I love that question. Um, I think the biggest thing that I would share is allow it to be experimental. Understand even myself, I've been in a gym and in sports my entire life. And I think where I really struggled and why I really struggled was because I was continuously trying to fit a mold of who I once was. So if you've been going to the gym for a while Um, allow yourself to evolve, allow your movement to evolve, allow your practice to evolve. Maybe this is a more yoga season for you. Maybe this is a great time for you to learn how to fuck up some kettlebells, right? Like, and if you're new to the gym, understanding that there might be some trial and error. You don't suck if one type of movement doesn't feel good for you and your body. It is okay. Give yourself the grace and the space to be ever evolving because that's who we are as humans. We are ever evolving. And the moment we put ourselves in a box of, oh, well, that's the workout program that worked for X, Y, and Z. So that must need to work for me. Or that's the routine that worked for me in the past. It must work for me now. We're really missing out on the beauty of expansion and allowing ourselves to learn new things and experience new modalities of movement. So really what I'm getting at is like taking the pressure off, allowing it to be fun, allowing it to be enjoyable um, because it will not stick. If it's not at least a little fun and enjoyable, I don't always love doing a hundred burpees or like crazy workouts, but um, do I love showing up for myself? Absolutely. So I would definitely say allowing the space for that evolution, allow yourself to try on new identities and new beliefs and new modalities. And you will find maybe not just the one for you, maybe it's a blend of things that really light you up and excite you, but get yourself out of a box that there is one specific way that you need to be and show up at the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's such a good way of putting it. What you just said, find grace in the space that we like oh my gosh because I think especially you know it's it's that time of year January you walk into a gym it's packed there's so many people there's so many faces everyone is doing something different or you go for a run and someone runs past you because they're faster and it's like no it doesn't it doesn't matter and you know, I always say comparison, you know, is the thief of joy, which a lot of people say. And I love I love how you've explained that. And I know fitness is obviously a huge part of, of your life and what you do. You also MC at High Rocks, which I think this is particularly now in the UK, it's growing massively. I know in the States it's it's gotten huge. How like doing an event like that, 
again there's a lot of comparison because there's a lot of people you're net it's very quite kind of close proximity to compete next to each other do you find it interesting do you see a lot of people comparing themselves and it affecting the way they work out like what do you observe because I think being an MC you that's what you kind of do right you observe a lot that's going on and um, so do you ever see that a lot in people hmm Sometimes um, I love the quote, comparison is the thief of joy. And I want to share another one with you that just really, really hit home for me. I read this on New Year's Eve. I took myself on a solo um, New Year's trip and I was reading this book and it said, comparison is one of the greatest acts of self-violence. And just that language, I've heard comparison is the thief of joy my whole life, but just the language of like, man, I'm committing an act of self-violence when I compare myself, my journey, my meanness to somebody else's. And I just wanted to share that real quick because um, it was super that. for me. Yeah. It just like, I don't know, it just like packed that extra punch where I was like, yeah. holy shit, I don't want to commit acts of self-violence against myself anymore. Um, and when I'm at Hyrox, you know, it's funny. Um, when I first started, I found myself comparing myself to athletes of like, oh man, like, I don't even know if I could do this. Like if I could finish this, I've never run in an, in an official race. I've done a couple practice races, but, um, usually, you know, Hyrox is set up in such a cool way. There's so much happening at once and waves are released every 10 minutes. It's kind of hard to know who's in your wave and who's not like, if you're running out middle of, the day and there's 500 other people out on the course, you know, you're not necessarily going to be pulling the sled next to a gal or a guy who is in your heat in your wave. So I think that helps a lot and my job. So I'm specifically the start line MC and it is the greatest job in the entire world. And I have made it my mission every single person who steps into that start line to remind them of their unique journey. Everybody has a story for how they got to the start line. Everybody has a different reason for why they're racing. And again, why waste your energy on that act of self-violence of comparing yourself to the person next to you? And I know some people are out there to like win it and naturally it's a competition. So it's like, there is some comparison if I'm going to get first, second or third place, but really remembering that your unique journey is your offering and it is so special. And so when I'm in the start tunnel, uh, I'm really, really passionate about reminding people of that. We drop into our breath. We drop into our bodies. I have them visualize their own specific race, whether they've raced before or not, and reminding them that whether they've raced 15 times before, if it's their first one, Every single person is on an equal playing field because it's the first time they're ever racing as this version of themselves. They've never been this version of themselves before. And so every single one of these people, these athletes has an opportunity to be somebody they've never been before and do something they've never done before. And I think if somebody is comparing themselves, I hope at least when they get to me at the start line, I crush that shit, you know, like- <laughs> I, I help them eliminate that uh, for sure. So I've, you know, I've observed a lot. I mean, there's definitely a lot of people like, man, I've never ever done something like this before. Am I going to die out there? Like what's going to happen to me? And I tell them like, you're going to go make a memory that you're going to remember the rest of your life.
because this is a hard race. It's meant to be a hard race. It's meant to humble you, um, but it's also meant to show you what you're capable of. So just go out there and focus on that. I love that. And I think it's especially with a place like Hyrops where it's, it's a really, it must, I've never done it. Uh, it's on my list of things to maybe, maybe <laughs> do. <laughs> but it seems very daunting. And I think having someone like you to kind of settle you in must be so reassuring. And I think any kind of fitness event, you know, I'm a CrossFitter, so a CrossFit event, they're really full on. And any kind of event, as I say, like running, CrossFit, High Rocks, whatever it is, it is a challenge, but it's not always a competition. And I love how you put that, that it's on that day, it's your race, you run it how how you should I absolutely love that and fitness is obviously a huge part of your life as well um not just um seeing and putting it out in the world for other people but you yourself how do you find that being into fitness and kind of creating I like I love your like wiggle Wednesday so much stuff that you do with your gym and everything how does that affect your own personal confidence Mm. Oh man, so many ways. So I think it's helpful to just share a little bit about my journey with fitness. Um, I was an athlete my whole life. I cheered and I ran track. And um, when I got to college, I found the gym for the first time. I mean, I think I dabbled a little bit in high school, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing, you know? And and I, I found myself just on and off this roller coaster where I would be super consistent for a while and then I would fall off for a while and then I'd be super consistent and I'd fall off. And it goes back to what I talked about earlier, just trying to fit myself in a box. But I, I went about fitness originally for very surface level reasons. And I'm going to preface this by saying having a more aesthetic based goal is not a bad thing at all. I think it's beautiful. Um, but when it's just aesthetic based and there's no more depth to it, I personally found myself um, in not a great spiral. Um, I really, you know, I was very petite my whole life, like really underweight, very kind of fragile looking. And when I found the gym, it was really a, I wanted the fat ass and the strong arms and I wanted people to look at my body and be like, wow, she looks so strong because my whole life. I really got looked at as like, wow, she looks so fragile. She looks so weak. And when I got the strong arms and, you know, the fat ass, which is there and I'm proud of, <laughs> um, there was a confidence that was associated to it. But again, it was that surface level confidence. I felt confident when somebody made a comment about like, wow, you're looking really strong. And when I didn't get those comments, I didn't feel as confident. And I found myself dressing a certain way and putting my body out in the world in a way that was searching for that external validation. And it wasn't healthy. It actually, it actually lessened my deeper radical confidence. And when I started to realize this at the time I was coaching other women online in fitness, which I don't do anymore. I don't do any fitness coaching outside of running my women's group warrior women ATX. And so as I like around this time, I was like, damn, like if I'm experiencing this, I wonder how many other women are experiencing the same again, not that there's anything wrong with saying like, I want to put on muscle or I want to lose fat or I want to look a certain way, but really understanding underneath that goal, what's motivating that. 
And for me is I just really wanted to feel connected to myself and cut ties with that external validation. And this is where my fitness really started to change. And I started to step into unconventional movement. And this is where I found kettlebells. So I'm a kettlebell specialist. I'm an animal flow instructor. I'm a steel mace instructor. I'm a landmine instructor. Anything unconventional you can put in front of me, I love. Um, because I realized through this exploration, again, like we talked about earlier, allow, allow yourself to explore that I really believe in living unconventionally. That's why I turned down two time full uh, two full-time job offers when I graduated from college. That's why I started my business the months I graduated because I value living unconventionally and doing things um <laughs> kind of on my terms <laughs> or lack of better, you know, back a better way to say it. And so, you know, I really believe how you do one thing is how you do everything and training unconventionally gave me permission to live unconventionally. And when I gave myself that permission slip to live and unconventionally and to move unconventionally, I was more in alignment with who I actually am. And that's where confidence comes from. One of the ways that we build confidence is actually being in alignment with what speaks to our heart, not what somebody else told me I should do and who I should be, but, but aligning myself with the things, the people, the foods, you name it, the movement modalities that really light up my soul. And that's what fitness has done for me has, it has lit up my soul when I found the modalities that um, really worked for me. Um, I very rarely work on a, like a training block. I just kind of go into the gym and I, you know, make sure I hit my basics because I know they're important. Um, but following a plan just doesn't always work for me, for me, the individual. So yeah, long story long, <laughs> um, fitness, it, again, it's, it's, it's a tool. Um, it's a tool and a window into a deeper insight into who you actually are. Um, and so if you look at it that way and you think about, well, what really lights me up as a person and how can I find a movement modality that aligns with that? You're going to probably stick with it longer. I so. absolutely love that. I, Everything you're saying, I just want to like write down for like, we're going to put a transcript of this podcast as well. So people can like copy and paste the quotes, but Thank you're you. so right. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier. You know, you don't have to do the same thing and everything is going to be different for everyone else. You mentioned briefly that warrior women, can you, I love, I absolutely love what you do there. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, I would love to. Uh, thank you for asking. So Warrior Women ATX um, or Project Warrior Women, as we're starting to expand um, throughout the country, that's a huge goal of ours. Um, I started that group uh, two and a half years ago. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, two and a half years ago, um, just a couple months after my older brother, Zachary, passed away. And I was still, I was deep in my fitness journey at that time, um, but it was a very lonely fitness journey. Um, and I really, I didn't know it at the time, how much I craved being around other strong, badass women. And now when I say strong, badass women, 
Um, that means so many different things. And I just want to preface that because that's what warrior women taught me is the definition of being a warrior woman means and looks so different on every single woman who comes into our community. And so we are a, a community of women that celebrates radical self-expression through movement and community. And so, yes, we work out two times a week together, but outside of that, we have a monthly theme, a monthly uh, education workshop and social and we're just this incredible really and I don't use the word sisterhood lightly because I think you know there's a lot of women that have that sisterhood wound um this is an incredible sister sisterhood of women that unconditionally loves and supports each other and held me at a time where I did not know how to hold myself I did not know how to show up and soften to the grief that I was experiencing. And I think I would be a very different person right now if I didn't have the mirrors of the women in Warrior Women um, that helped soften me and open my heart again to love and to life, even though I was really hurting. So if any of you are ever in Austin or one day when we're all around the country, please come check us out because it's it's been one of the greatest gifts, if not the greatest gift of my entire life, this group. It is absolutely incredible. And especially the, the way it started, you know, that's, as you say, like it's things like that and people like that that our journeys open us up to that change, that change lives. And I'm sure, as you've said, you know, people have changed your lives, but I'm sure that is, a mutual feeling for for many many people in that group and I can't let you go I'm going to do a quick 180 because I can't let you go without mentioning your podcast as well because firstly it's the best named show it is the <laughs> own your shit podcast I think that's the first time I've ever sworn on a podcast so there you go thank you let, let's just dip into that quickly as well because as I say so much profanity kind of comes like from what you're saying so I, if anyone wants to hear more of that, they can listen. And but just, just kind of a quick, give us a quick lowdown on on the show and and what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. If you definitely want more profat profanity and sass, that's the podcast <laughs> to go to for sure. I definitely don't sugarcoat it. Um, yeah, it's actually I've been on a long pause. There's two seasons out um, that I started back in. I think 2021, maybe, maybe 2020. I don't know, but there's two seasons, but I have not actually put out another episode in uh, about a year and a half. Um, and there's a, there's a reason for it. Um, I, I realized that I needed to take some space to really drop in with what I was putting out there. And I'm so glad you brought it up because I am launching season three, finally, um, in a couple months, and I'm really excited about it. But the podcast is all about turning off autopilot, living a fuck yes life, and taking your power back. Um, and I know that that phrase is also thrown a around a lot. It's like, what does that actually mean? It's taking full responsibility over the life that you live, the life that you want to live, knowing that not everything that you've been through is your fault, except I actually most things are not your fault, but that doesn't mean that they're not your responsibility. And the ownership podcast is about how do we take responsibility for where we've been, who we've been and who we are becoming. 
Um, and how do we do that in a really playful and like I said, sassy way? Um, because we all des deserve to live a, a fuck yes life and to live a life that turns us on and that we're excited by regardless of where we've been and what we've been through. And so I'm really, really excited about this next season. Um, and uh, I'll do like a little teaser. I'm most excited because I am my favorite version of myself that I've ever been. And I'm going to leave it at that as the little hint for what the theme of <laughs> this is going to be. Well, I'm sure there are a lot of people out there very, very excited to hear as I binge, binge watch, binge listened uh, quite <laughs> a few of the episodes after we connected and like, yeah, uh, you've, you've absolutely hit the nail on the head, profanity and sex. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. it, it's so great. And I think, as I think the beauty of podcasts as well is you see a journey with hosts that mm -hmm. obviously you have guests, but you actually see people's individual journeys too so uh, I look look forward to listening for anyone who's listening to us podcast where can they find you find your content find your business and um, how can they obviously we'll put this all in the show notes as well but how's best to to enjoy more of you um instagram is a great way Dan uh, at danielle gertner which like you said you'll tag and um you can also visit daniellegertner.com to always see what i'm up to i have a great email list that i would love to have y'all join um i send really meaningful emails out basically how to own your shit on the go right to the comfort of your inbox um, and you know, like you said, warrior women, if you want to check us out, warrior.women.atx, we'd love to connect with you. If you're ever in Austin, come sweat with us. Um, and if we, if you do follow me on Instagram, send a message, reach out, let me know you listen to the podcast. I would love to see what you're up to. Um, yeah, I think that's it. That's the way to find me. See what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Everyone will keep in touch. I'm going to end with one one final question uh mainly because it's mainly because it's january actually but what are you most looking forward to for 2024 mm, that's such a good question there's so many things that pop into my mind but i think the biggest thing that i'm really 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 looking forward to uh, in 2024 is staying in the sexy that's my intention and my goal it's not like a big like I'm going to reach x amount of dollars or anything like that um just everything that I do no matter how mundane making my bed vacuuming my house whatever it is to let it be sexy to let it be enjoyable to continue flirting with life and letting life flirt back with me I'm just looking forward to a really sexy flirtatious year that's what I'm looking forward to <laughs> I love that I love that thank you so much Danielle it has been an absolute pleasure that's a great way to uh to start the FemFit Society podcast thank you